9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Go Plug Yourself. Uh, I just want to let you guys know, Just for Laughs is happening. It's back in full force. Uh, just like many of the other festivals going on in Montreal right now, Just for Laughs returns. It uh, starts basically Wednesday, July 13th, which is probably already in the past and runs all the way till Sunday, July 31st. There's a ton of amazing comedians, as, as we try to do every year. Uh, we're actually going to be talking to a bunch of them with mini episodes of Go Plug Yourself. And uh, so go on, head on out to the festival, uh, go to hahaha.com to check out tickets and uh, listen to this amazing interview with a Just for Laughs performer. Two, one, hit it. Go plug yourself, you plug and mother plugger. Go plug yourself, you plug and mother plugger. Go plug yourself, you plug and mother plugger. Go plug yourself, it's time for another Go Plug Yourself podcast. Hey, Deanne, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm pretty good. Um... So this is for our, I guess, uh, listeners. Deanne, I think you've been on the show for several times in the last 10 years. Not an exaggeration. <laughs> At this point, you're wondering, like, who yeah, the heck is this? Show. Yes. You're yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I, was to, I was trying to, like, find it back if it was a JFL show. And then when I was digging through the, um, the old podcast recordings, uh, I found the episode... Uh, that you and Leland did for Horrible Things, if we're going way back. Oh, my gosh. We are going way back. Yeah, that was a Montreal Spring show. It was so much fun. Yeah. I love Leland. <laughs> a bass, uh, bass guitar and ukulele. Yeah, oh, my God. We had such a great time. And, I mean, it, for your listeners, if they don't know Leland, he is this giant bear of a man, absolutely <laughs> the sweetest guy in the world, but very physically imposing. We're quite opposites on stage. And um, he writes hilarious songs that are deeply, deeply dark and wrong. And um, I, I just wanted to collaborate with him. So we made a show called Horrible Things. And the best part was we, um, in the middle, we, or before the show started, we asked the audience to write down the most horrible thing they've ever done on little scraps of paper. And so we had like a audience participation component every show where we would read we would read what we thought was the most horrible thing and then give them an award. And it was, it was fascinating what people confessed to us. Yeah, but didn't if correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you not necessarily tell people that they were about to have their horrible things shared in front of the audience? You were just like, "Oh, write it. It'll be a secret for us." <laughs> I think we would have told people because, you know, consent is and is my whole jam, but you know, they were anonymous. So maybe it was that we would read them and then if someone wanted to identify themselves, they could. Yeah, I do. I do think you didn't necessarily like call them out and be like, "This is Keith's horrible thing." I think you just you just read it anonymously, and then we're like, "Please, please, if you have, if you can elaborate, if you want to come forward, you can do so." That's so fun. Um, yeah, no, I think a, a perfect uh, title. If, if we were to if we were to retitle that show um, for for twenty twenty two, you could it could literally be uh, like Bear Man and Gentleman Elf present horrible things. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? We might have to rebirth, re- reboot some version of that show because it really was a dream. <laughs> uh, so how how have you been? How are how are things going? Oh, things are good. Like at the moment, I'm on tour with Hannah Gadsby. Um, so it is just life is magical and a dream because she's got she's got it all sorted out. I'm just um, 
you know, following the crew from city to city. Um, and I get to do, you know, 15 minutes of comedy in, at, at the start of the show in front of Hannah's, like, absolutely lovely crowds that uh, you can imagine are quite smart and uh, politically with it and <laughs> um, just very ready for, for great comedy. So we're having a great time. I'm in Chicago at the moment. And, we're, and, and of course, we are going to be, the, I guess, is it... <clears throat> Is it how different is that from the is the from the Hannah Gadsby galley get galley that's right gala that you're going to be on for for yeah. just for laughs is it like a version of the tour or is it bigger at the gala what what's is there a difference? Oh well, yeah. So the gala is something that Hannah's hosting, right? So right now I'm on tour with her and she's doing um, a run of the show that she's going to put on Netflix in September. At the moment, it's called Body of Work. I don't know if that's still going to be a title when it comes out on Netflix. So. Um, so Hannah's doing a proper proper whole show, but at the gala she'll be hosting, and I think she's doing you know she'll be doing like a few bits from the new show, taking out, and then the gala lineup is unreal. I'm so excited. So I think I should look into this because it's coming right up. So I don't know how long our sets are, maybe ten minutes, maybe eight minutes, but um, I'll be doing a set on that gala. We also have Maria Bamford, um, Hisham Kaladi, who's from Toronto, Zoe Kumsmar, who. Um, is Hannah's support act in Australia. Absolutely brilliant and hilarious comedian. I'm really excited. I think it's her first time in Montreal. Excuse me, and I'm really excited for people to get to know her. Um, Oh, Fern Brady from Scotland. I mean, Hannah's lineup is unreal, um, in part because Hannah, you know, having said that she quit comedy a few years ago, she's very much in a position to just only do what she wants to do. And so... um, she just said she wanted the absolute like best loveliest people on her gala and she's absolutely gotten them it's gonna be so great i I always find it funny when uh when someone quits something that inevitably not not to say inevitably when they come back because some people do quit things and never come back but when someone quits something (laughs) and then they come back everybody is like i desperately i I need to see them in case they quit again (laughs) yeah i mean it's a pretty good move i mean I think Hannah really meant it when she said she was quitting, which enabled her to write such a, you know, burn it all to the ground type of show. Um, And now it's really cool because she's just able to engage with it as much as she wants or doesn't want. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, if there's any tickets left for that gala, I would absolutely encourage people to go because the lineup is sick, which is something I started saying ironically, and now it's part of my personality. (laughs) Just slowly transform I, it's the west coast i guess it's the <laughs> Maybe, yeah. west west coast coming through in your uh in your in your speech patterns just that you're all of a sudden uh slightly a surfer person now Sick, bro yeah <laughs> uh so obviously you're gonna be on the you're gonna be on the gala um also you're gonna have mm-hmm. your your own run of shows am i correct in, in that yes so <laughs> Yeah, from the 26th to the 30th, I'm doing a show. It doesn't have a proper name yet because it's a brand new show, brand new bunch of ideas I've thrown together. Um, and that's going to be really fun, too. I love Montreal audiences um, and the festival. It's just such a oh, such an inspiring time. And it also, like, so when I was going to ask, like, A, I, I have two important questions, I think. Uh, one like obviously since you've traveled around so much uh, and you're no longer based out of Montreal, but I mean, you're, I think, I think Montreal still it, thinks you are a Montreal comedian and I don't think that's incorrect. I think it would yeah, be like, <laughs> like yeah. 
um, does it does it always feel yeah does it does it always feel like a little bit of a, a homecoming coming back to Montreal or is it a little bit more special or at this point or Go ahead. Yeah, I absolutely love Montreal, and it feels it feels incredible to be back. Um, I have a lot of friends there still, and friends that I, you know know me from way back. So, like you know, they might come out to see me do like, oh, the Hannah Gatsby Gala at Just for Laughs, or my own show during the festival. And it's like these are the people that I met when I was doing the open mic at Grumpy's. You know, <laughs> when I was crashing an open mic that didn't even have comedy; that was all poetry and and music and. So it's it's just so wonderful to be back in Montreal because it's the whole experience, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the other question I had, which is I think much more at least uh, personal to me, uh, I was not really. I I went growing up. I had a dog, and then for most of my adult life, I didn't have a dog. And then my wife convinced us to get a dog, and uh, then the pandemic came, and so then we became ultra ultra attached to the dog. Uh, how do you? Of how do you um you're a dog lover how do you reconcile mm-hmm. dog loving and and being a touring comedian how does that <laughs> how does that go well it's interesting that you ask because as we're speaking now my little teeny tiny travel size five pound chihuahua is curled up on the bed next to me um in our little place in chicago and she just makes it so easy so i i somehow lucked out i, I went i got her from a rescue it's called coveted canines in uh, Toronto, and I would recommend it to anybody. Um, I just really lucked out. I have this dog that like loves to travel um, and just loves to. I mean, I'm her constant, right? So as long as she's with me, she's happy, and you know, she's going to the theaters and running around backstage. If, um, oh, I mean, by the time anybody hears this, I'm sure it'll be too late. But I'm always like putting stories of, of her little ventures on my Instagram and stuff um, in my stories. She's just a happy little thing that loves to smell new parts of the world <laughs> i was like so basically for her home is where deanne is so there, there's no anxiety as, as long as you're traveling with deanne <laughs> yeah pretty much and you know i she's so little i have this little pouch that i wear um like a sling and i just put her in the side sometimes and she just she just like rides me wherever we go <laughs> and um if you if you want to picture it, my friend once said it looked like i was like a like a little boy in the 1950s delivering newspapers, but I'm delivering pop <laughs> Like it's that sort of that sort of bag, um, and she just rides around in there, and it's it's absolutely great. She she loves to be in the car and just curl up and. Right, so that that's lucky. You have a you have a, a travel a travel ready dog. So now I guess the the obvious follow up is how close are you to performing with uh, your little dog in, in her pouch on stage? <laughs> wow. Well, well, I mean, <laughs> We've done it a couple times already. Like when I was on tour with the Debaters Live um, with Steve Patterson, uh, there was a part I can't totally remember what the joke was. Oh, I know. I was debating Graham Chittenden, and we were talking about it was like a Christmas time tour, so we were talking about Christmas, and Graham just kept coming out in um, increasingly cuter like Christmas sweaters. And he's first of all, he's hilarious. The audience loves him. His arguments are great. Um, he's such a he's such a wonderful comedian, and then he was like cranking it up with the props, like um, really winning them over with these Christmas sweaters. So at some point during the tour, I realized that I had the clincher, and I put Rudy in a little Christmas sweater. <laughs> and Steve's wife Nancy would I'd be out on stage, and she'd send her out on stage to me, and Rudy would just trot across the stage <laughs> in his Christmas sweater, 
and the whole audience would lose their mind like, oh. <laughs> so she's helped me try to beat Graham Chittenden on the debaters tour. And I think a couple times it just for laughs because it, the schedule can be so crazy and I can't always get back to ho- the hotel mm-hmm. to take care of her or let her out. Sometimes I just have to bring her around with me. And I know I've done a few, at least like panel shows at Just for Laughs. I've been on stage, not in a stand-up capacity, but, you know, seated, seated down with a microphone where Rudy's been um, on my lap <laughs> or with me. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, I, I don't want to say it's definitely going to happen, but if you do go to uh, any of the Diving Bell shows, uh, July 26th, 27th, and 28th, you might get to see an adorable chihuahua. Am I wrong? Oh my gosh, you know what? Let's say at least one of those shows she's going to be there. So take a gamble, guess which show. There you go. Uh, so we just mentioned the dates, uh, July 26, 27, 28, um, all at the Diving Bell. Oh, you have two, wait, yeah, no, no, and the 30th. So two shows at 7.30, two shows at 10.30. Uh, and this is going to be all new materials. You know more about this than I do. I, I had no idea. I'm yeah, cheating. I have a computer in front of me. Apparently it's at 7.30 and 10.30. No, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and, I'm really, and I'm really excited about the new material. So yeah, that, that, I was going to say I was like, super... I always find it, it fun for, um, like, obviously just for laughs you know, premier comedy destination for the entire world. But if you, uh, I find a lot of comedians are in similar, I guess, like production uh, timelines as you are. So weirdly that the July period is often when a lot of comedians are working on new hours. So like, not only is it a big giant comedy fest, it's usually a big giant comedy fest with a lot of new material. So I think that's happening for you too, if I'm understanding it all right. Oh, yeah. And it is, like, absolutely thrilling for me because this is not particularly time-tested. This isn't stuff I've been traveling around for a year, <laughs> and it's just new to Montreal. This, these are, like, fresh ideas. I would say it's about 70% written right now. Ooh. So we got a couple of weeks to uh, figure out the rest of it and piece it all together. So it's going to be real fresh with... Um, uh, what am I trying to say? That's actually my favorite thing because it actually feels like there's stakes involved. You know, mm-hmm. comedy is actually very low stakes and nothing matters. Um, <laughs> but when something's brand new and you're not quite sure how it's going to work, it's really fun. So uh, I guess we're almost at the 15 minutes. Time flies. But uh, the last question I had, which I, I'm actually planning on asking a lot of uh, comedians, and so I'll, I'll ask you, it's going to be my go-to question for these round of interviews, is how do you like, approach a new hour after the pandemic and make sure that like not all of the jokes are like isolation pandemic related. Cause that's like, everyone was living that. And then everyone's like, Oh, you write what you know in yeah. comedy. And you're like, everybody's been isolated. <laughs> and so how, how has that affected your, uh, your writing process over, especially with this new material? Oh, that's interesting. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily talking about pandemic or isolation on the surface, but now that you asked the question, I realize that there's probably like a deeper thread there because one thing that I have always tried to do, like my favorite thing in the world is to really kind of, um, you talk about personal subjects in a way that's universal, you know, like I'm really, um, inspired by Maria Bamford, for example. So I love kind of going into the depths of my own soul and psyche and seeing what I can excavate. That makes sense. And I think, um, because of the pandemic, because of all the time we've had to reflect um, and, you know, just be alone with ourselves, I've, I've probably gone a bit deeper than usual, um, but I think it's something that, um, 
you know, people are going to be able to relate to because we've all been forced to confront uh, pretty much everything <laughs> in the past <laughs> couple of years, right? Like our relationship to ourselves, to the people in our homes, our family, our friends, politics, the larger world, our relationship to hope, quite frankly, and like, you know, <laughs> what we think is next for all of us. Um, so I'd say it's a, I'd like to think that the, the emotional threads are a bit deeper in the show um, and that people will be quite ready for that. I hope so. And I mean, like I said, it's it's obviously the first festival, I mean, the first Just for Laughs at full, back back to AKA normal uh, Just for Laughs. Obviously, the versions of Just for Laughs has been happening in 2020 and 2021, but this festival is now, it's like back in full force. So I think everybody's going to be maybe ready to assess their, I guess, relationship with hope and all of those, all of those topics and themes that you're talking about. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of hope, let me also say, everybody, it's not normal. You are absolutely going to get COVID if you're running around pretending it doesn't exist. So wear a mask and facts. do that is That is facts. Uh, yeah. Just because you don't have to wear a mask doesn't mean you don't have to wear a mask, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I think we all just need to push a little bit harder and be safe because uh, we are not... Nobody wants to get this thing, so no. um, let's have a great festival, but let's be safe about it. Agreed. <laughs> Uh, all right, Deanne, <laughs> thank you so much for, uh, for, for giving us the time. Uh, we're looking forward to the shows. And, I mean, obviously, now you need to go to all of them to find out the, uh, the one that... Uh, Ru- Rudy or Ruby? <laughs> which one's Rudy going to be at? Yeah, which one, Rudy, which one yeah. will Rudy be at is the, is the big question. That's so fun. All right, Deanne, take all right, care. That's a joy speaking to you. Thank you for reminding me of horrible dreaming. <laughs> all right, have a great afternoon. Thanks again for listening. Go plug yourself. As always, a big thank you to Leland Beckman and Oral Turpitude for providing all of the original music for the show. We mentioned at the beginning of the show that we'd love for you to tell your friends about the show, and honestly, that's all you really need to do. But if you're feeling particularly generous, you can support the show financially and 9to5.cc in general by going to patreon.com slash 9to5cc. You can get early access to every episode of Go Plug Yourself and other perks too. Finally, if you or someone you know has a project they'd like to plug on the show, reach out to us and let us know. You can find us on Facebook by searching 9to5cc, and we're 9to5cc on Twitter also. If everything works out, you could be the next person to sit down with Walter and I and talk about horror movies or wrestling. And I mean, also the thing that you're trying to plug. 9to5.cc. Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.